Travel Nest, a place to chat and have a few sips. Today is January 17th, 2024. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you notice, there's Caitlin talking right now, not Kelsey. Um, it's just me tonight. I had some time, so I wanted to get an episode out to everybody. Um, one thing to note right off the bat, I don't have access to the stash challenge, so I can't give you guys an update on that, but we will do that in the next episode and claim our winners of the amazing Stein. I'm so excited about the Stein this year. You guys are going to love it. Anyways, I'm Caitlin, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers, and just wanted to spend a little bit of time talking to everyone today. Right now, I am drinking tea, so a little bit different than our state challenge. Uh, I'm drinking Celestial Seasonings uh, Caramel Apple Dream, and I do think it's wonderful, so I wanted to let everyone know about it. Uh, I lucked out. It was actually on the clearance rack at my local grocery store, and it's it's quite nice. It's very warm. It's sweet. It's savory. Um, and it's warm in the flavor, not just the fact that it's a hot tea, because I drink my tea hot, typically. Um, I like that it doesn't have the same bite that, like, a caramel apple does. It's more of, like, a savory sweet. So I think they really did a nice job on this one. So that's my drink. Uh, moving right along, as I'm enjoying my tea, I figured to give an update, uh, starting off with my marathon Pre-training, I guess I will say. My official training program doesn't start for another month, but I've been trying to get in the habit of running two to three times a week and just adding miles so that I'm prepared as I continue to add through the program. Um, So like the previous week, I think I did six miles. Um, At this week, I'm only at a little over four, so I'm going to try to get another one in. Um, But it has been a challenge. We have been hit with... I think a lot of people in the United States have been quite the chill lately. Um, So I think most mornings it's below zero Fahrenheit, uh, which translates to negative 18 Celsius. And while I do believe dressing for the weather, I have never run anywhere close to that cold. So I want to kind of wait and work my way down to those temperatures. I think the coldest I've ran in previously was 11 degrees, and I dressed okay-ish for it, but I want a little more practice in those, quote, warmer temperatures first before I jump out at, you know, zero or negative eight. We have been biking every day, though. So I biked on Sunday. I actually biked to the grocery store because I needed to get some fruits and vegetables for a fruit and veggie tray that I was making for a vision board party, which is so cool. Uh, that was my first time ever doing that. And yeah, it was cold. I remember like locking up my bike and I had to take my gloves off just to lock my bike up. And in that short amount of time, my hands were like getting stiff because of how cold it was. So very, very real, very real at these temperatures. We've got to be really careful. Um, But yeah, so that's that was, I think, the coldest ride I've had this week and probably so far in my biking every day, probably ever in my biking. Uh, Apparently this weekend it's going to get even colder 
Um, the owner of the bike shop that we bike with on Tuesdays is all excited about trying to beat his previous coldest biking weather. So we'll see. We'll see if that's a new record again for me. I don't know. Um, but on to vision boards. I've never made one before, and I can t I can see why it would be a bit intimidating, like trying to put out what you want to do in a year, how to even organize a space on your poster board. And so I just wanted to share with anyone who's in the same boat as me. I was like, oh my gosh, where do I start? And so I kind of started by dividing into a few different categories. And then I had like stickers and images that I kind of laid out first. And that really helped me out. So I organized myself with family, which I put at the top, events, um, owning the gym, and then kind of quotes that I like affirmations, I guess, that I need to tell myself, I think. So uh, it ended up being on the left side was all the events that I want to do this year, which we will probably talk about in the next episode. The top was to make sure to do a date night with my husband. We usually typically bike on Tuesday nights together, but if we don't, I should, I want to find something else to do in that week so that we spend some time together. And then to try to do something with Riker every day, which seems so easy, but it's not. I don't know. There's days where I'm like, no, I have to cook dinner and do the laundry and um, we need to go here and here. And it's like, if I just spent a few minutes just sitting down and talking to him, it would mean so much to him so much to me. So that was something that I really wanted to put in there. Um, and then as for my affirmations, one is, if not now, then when? I think it's really easy to push something off or not do something. Um, so just being like, no, let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's try. Um, you'll never know if you don't try. And then, um, everything will be okay. I worry a lot and sometimes things just take time. I know at the gym where our openings delayed and that's really frustrating, but it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. We just have to wait and do everything that we can to help that along and continue to prepare the best that we can. So I'm doing other things for the gym and so is my husband and his parents to be prepared. And we also have coaches and one of the coaches is running our Instagram and she has been posting two to three times a week to keep that moving too, so that people are aware and the communication is out there on everything that we know. Um, and I guess I'll take a step back here and talk about tonight. Now that I've been talking into the, the future of the years, um, we were really looking forward to spending the evening focusing on Riker, uh, but he was just, he was pretty emotional. I guess he had a really great evening with Grandma and Grandpa last night, which is great. Um, but we kind of had to pivot our, our plans. And so we ended up having an early dinner and then kind of cuddling on the couch for a little bit, watching Cinderella on Amazon. If anyone has not seen it yet, I think it's great. Um, my husband says it's a solid three stars, so see what you think but we ended up listening to a few songs of that and then we started building a little bit legos and then it was just it was kind of time for bed so we still had some nice time with him it was just a little more low-key uh, we have some some big options we've got like a new 
um, racetrack for Riker to play with and just a bunch of other activities. He really wanted like a hat rack like we have. So we have that to hang up and it just, that was like almost just too stimulating tonight. So it'll be, it'll be another night and it'll be fun and cute and silly and really great. So I'm looking forward to that when it happens, but it's okay that it didn't happen tonight. Um, I believe that brings us on to announcements. I kind of mentioned it before, but I do not have access to the scoring of where we're at. I did get everything in finally, like I think on January 8th. I had to load like 17 projects and calculate the yardage. I had most of them weighed, but oh my goodness, that that was just, it's way better to keep up with that for sure. <laughs> but I got them in, so I'm a, a participant like everybody, and it'll be interesting to see how all of it shaked out, but I have some idea of if it's going to be Kelsey or me. Love to hear your thoughts until we end up announcing that. Feel free to message me what you think. Um, let's see. So for announcements, that's kind of what we have for now. Um, and next episode, we'll talk about our plans for next year. If you do have any ideas or suggestions, we're all game. I think we will do the stash challenge again. I enjoy it. I think it's fun. And we'll either do a similar stein or a different stein for our prize winners, along with some sort of quarterly prizes, I'm sure. But I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Kelsey and I will talk through that and have something for you solid and confirmed in the next episode. I do have a wonderful podcast to suggest to everyone tonight. So Good Enough Creative is a podcast I've been a longtime listener the most recent episode just spoke to me. It was just so great and not what I expected from looking at the title because the title was uh, talking about mistakes. So the title was why you should try to make mistakes. And so I figured this was one of those just admitting mistakes happen and I don't kind of like what we've done in the past episodes about how to like ladder down and fix things or just embracing them because that's okay too. It's cool to have some uniqueness in your pieces. But this was kind of deeper than that. It was really neat. Um, and so that episode aired today, um, January 17th, and I really enjoyed it. It was very well researched and it was 12 minutes that I, I enjoyed it. I actually listened to it again um, before recording tonight. So I, Ran this morning at the YMCA. They have a track. The number of laps for a mile is something crazy. I think it's like 17 laps. So I never really count my laps. So I just listen to a podcast and run X amount of minutes. And it popped on right near the end of my run. And it was just, it was really nice to listen to and feel almost empowered by her episode. It was fascinating. So check it out. Um, Good Enough Creative is the name of the podcast. That brings us on to our next section, which is what's brewing. Um, so I want to talk about what is in my hands right now. Um, the Hemisphere Hat by Lynette Bulls. Um, This is a double knit hat. This was one of those hats that I had on my knitting bucket list for a while. And I have the had the yarn for several years. And I finally started it on our Costa Rica trip back in October. And I am making some progress. I finished a row, started the next row, but I still 
Let's see. I'm one row away from starting the decreases. So definitely making progress. And I really like it. Um, I'm doing it in blue and green. And they are similar enough that I do enjoy knitting that in some light. So I tend not to travel around with it when we go places. It, it pretty much stays at home right now. Um, I'm sure if we fly again soon... And I'm still, I still have it. I, I do it on the airplane, but it's somewhere where I really want to be able to sit and focus on it. Just since the chart, each row goes all the way around on the chart. There's no real repeats because it's the globe. Um, but it's, it's looking great. I'm really excited. Um, I think even from the beginning of the hat to where I'm at, my double knitting has improved. Most of my double knitting I've done with cotton yarn, which maybe is a little weird, but I really love double knit cotton yarn for pot holders and I like to make giant pot holders which I guess is some people think is kind of strange but I love it like mine are the same size that like I have a casserole and I can just use one and then put my casserole dish on top of it so I think it's fantastic I not sure if I'd mentioned this on the podcast yet but I do have a little Instagram post of when I cast this on but I am starting a second spiral hat and I'm doing this in Christmas colors so that I can have my own Christmas hat. Uh, I've made Christmas themed hats for a bunch of people, but I don't have one for myself. So I'm really excited about it. Um, this will be my second spiral hat and I'm hoping this time I can kind of nail down um, how I'm building this hat so that I can put a pattern out there. But it's super fun. It's super like smooth once you get going it's just a, a, a spiral going up um similar to like a candy cane I guess a little simpler like just even stripes but I like it I'm excited I did some searching around and it doesn't look like I see any other hats with this idea um but if so let me know maybe I'll just use that one to make my hat better and not post the pattern but have a really nice hat so yeah, um, I also have another hat that I casted on this last weekend, and I'm calling it my new soft hat. I don't know if I'll keep it or not, but I am super surprised at how great it's turning out. So we met with some other friends this weekend at Big Grove Brewery. They have done a really nice job of doing events for people with young ch children, and we went there and they had like a traveling children's museum there. So Riker got to play with that. And I had some time to knit while we were watching him play. And so it's just a classic hat pattern. I'm doing one by one rib for the brim and then knitting all the way up. And this yarn is worsted weight. It's a universal yarn. Uh, it's called their classic shades. And I describe this as like a loosely plied. I'm not sure if I could really say the number of plied. It's just like a loosely twisted yarn. So I wasn't really sure how this would like turn out. Um, the colors are really like deep and beautiful, but then there's also like these vibrant colors. So I've got these deep greens and purples, and then it kind of goes to this like bright lime green color. Um, but so far, knitting it up, and it's kind of marled, I would say, as it's switching through the colors. 
And I was nervous to see how like loud that would be. And it's actually been a, like, it's just such a like pretty transition so far through the colors. So it'll be cool to see as that goes through the different colors. And if that crazy lime color is going to show up in the hat or if that's further down in the ball. But I, I recommend it so far. Um, I like it. I think it'll be great as a hat. Definitely a hat that will have to have some extra care compared to some of my other hats. Because this is truly a hand wash wool situation. Which I honestly don't have to wash hats that often. But... Something I am definitely going to keep in mind if I do gift this to someone that it's someone that knows how to take care of it or I'll just keep it and love it. Which is very possible because I they're they're beautiful colors and I love hats. And I also have an FO. I did post finished photos of this on Instagram so you guys can take a look. Um, as of this recording, it's only like three pictures down. So I knitted the Sunflower Prayers Potholder by Danelle Oliver Chauvet. I'm so sorry if I said your name incorrectly. Um, this pattern came out just in support of Ukraine. And so it's a sunflower. And it is a double knit project. The recommended yarn for this is like fingering with much smaller needles, but I like giant potholders, as I said before. So I am doing this on larger needles. I think I'm doing it on size four or 3.5 milliliter, milliliter, huh? millimeter, 3.5 millimeter. And I'm using Lily sugar and cream yarn in their saws and denims. And it turned out so nice and it is so big and I love it. Um, I learned a lot about having like a better border and the videos that she provides in the pattern are so great on how to cast on and bind off with that invisible cast on and bind off. And I really, really like the way that that finished the piece. It looks really nice. Um, so yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, the videos were great and I really appreciate like there was enough time in between the videos um, between like parts like she she do a few inches so I don't you don't have to like run to pause it when you're you're doing the different parts of the bind off and the cast on. So I, I appreciate that she like took the time to not only make a great video but give enough space for me to like pause to catch up on the different parts. Um, yeah, and I started that actually back in October of 2022. So it has been on the needles for a while. Um, it kind of a thing with that is I had it at work and especially double knitting at work. There just isn't it a lot of time to pick something up like that and make it like worth it. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I picked it up and did three stitches, which is something, but I think it's better for me to have something that I really don't have to look at. Um, when I'm at work, especially since I don't really knit a whole lot while I'm working, but every once in a while something will come up and it's, it's handy to have it. So that is that. Um, but I'm so, so excited to have it finished and be able to use it. It is something that I'm going to keep. I thought about gifting it, but it's just, it sat next to me for two years and I've, I think I just want to continue enjoying its company. 
Um, stash enhancements, I don't have any. I have no stash enhancements right now. Um, really, most of my enhancements um, this last year or so have been Watts yarn, and I've gotten to use some of her yarn in projects, and I'm really excited to use more. I also have quite a bit of stash of yarn nets of types that I've never used, and I want to try to use that more as well. I'm not saying that I won't not buy yarn, but that's just kind of where I'm at in my yarn purchasing right now. Um, I think when I first started and when the podcast first started, I was so excited and so, so like ready to explore. And so it was so fun to buy all this yarn. And now I want to get to knit it a little bit more. And I imagine we all kind of go through those ebbs and flows. Um, where we are wanting to buy a lot of yarn or enjoy our yarn that we have um, for various reasons. But that is, that is kind of where I'm at right now. Um, for knitting hangovers, I don't totally have one. I did frog a project. It was kind of a little experiment. I had finished a dishcloth and it was super fun. It's with um, black and purple stripes all the way up. And so I just kind of had a little bit left in both the balls and I wanted to see if I could do a double knit knitting on the bias and make it like the double knitted potholders that I've made. And I was just going back and forth between the colors randomly. So it was kind of just this chaos double knitting situation with increases. And I was enjoying it. It just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't seem like it's what I wanted it to be though. So I, and my husband actually frogged it together because that was, I frogged that before I started that um, hat at the brewery the other day. And so I have those balls ready for something, be it a pot holder or another dishcloth. But yeah, it just really wasn't working out the way I was hoping it would, which is fine. It was just kind of this experiment to see and yeah, I don't know. But more to come, I, I might kind of mess around with that again in the future and see what, what comes of it. So that brings us for our topic tonight. And I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about gift knitting. Not kind of how we typically have in the past, but just a, another approach. Um, I talked about at the beginning of this year, or maybe it was last year, I don't know. <laughs> that I want to knit a bunch of hats and then gift those out to everyone, um, especially my bike group. Um, we typically wear like pretty thin hats underneath our helmets, but then after we will go out to dinner somewhere or we will go back to the bike shop. And I know at least for me, it's partially because I have helmet hair and partially because I'm cold, I throw a hat on. So I thought it'd be really cool to make everyone hats that they could use for the non-biking time. And hey, if there's room in their helmet for one of my hats, great. I think most of them will be worsted though. So we will see. But I just was curious for everyone, if you have kind of one of these projects and where you're at with it and what you're thinking it's gonna do. Um, is definitely something I'm going to continue throughout this year and we'll see if I get enough for the holidays. Uh, I think I have four or five um, from this last year. So it's not like I'm moving really, really fast through them. But 
I also think a lot more of my hats are going to be more than just stockinette hats. So that might slow me down if they're more complicated, but I want to knit something I'm enjoying knitting. So I'm going to keep going with that idea. Um, yeah, so that's just kind of my big gift plan for this year. I'm sure other things will come up that I want to knit and give to people. Um, I know that I've heard in the past several people mention, especially with like their extra yarn, like those smaller quantities that you end up after a project is making a bunch of ornaments throughout the year. And I think that is really neat. Um, I believe we ended up with one of those such projects this year or this last two Christmases ago, uh, my husband's grandma, or Riker's great-grandma, uh, made everyone crochet snowflake ornaments. And we made that the top of our Christmas tree this year. And I think I'm going to keep doing that um, unless I get outvoted by Riker and Brian. But it was just kind of like so special to have a handmade star at the top of our tree. And really neat gift and it was so cool to be gifted something like that from a fellow crafter um this year she got me or she crocheted me two pot holders and they're awesome uh we've been using them quite a bit along with mine so that has been fun they're really colorful she, her memory must be fantastic because i remember back when we got married which i guess is like what seven years ago i don't even know see my memory is great um, but I told her that I love colorful and purple and she had remembered that and built and made us a quilt that we use and love. Um, and that's the same colors that the pot holders are. So it was really cool. Um, but that was kind of my thoughts for the topic tonight. Um, I'd love to hear additional ideas of these kind of like big gift projects and how we get them in and Maybe how long it takes. Maybe it, maybe it'll take me 10 years to get enough hats to feel like I'm ready to do this, this gift exchange. Or maybe it'll be like my uh, dumpster fires and I'll make 20 in a few months. I did not make 20 in a few months. Uh, I think it took me a year and a few months. So I should probably correct that. But yeah, so I just like to hear hear everyone else's thoughts too. But it seems to be a theme that I like to go through is do different themed Christmas items. So maybe this current one will be hats and maybe I'll do ornaments in a few years. Um, for bike stuff, so what did I learn biking? Um, I just wanted to talk about, it's cold. It's so cold right now. And I want to make sure that I'm spreading my knowledge in this because I have had a lot of joy even biking in this crazy cold. So, um, it's just, there's just some extra precautions and things that you're going to want to do in the cold. Um, and these also work for really all weather, but I wrote this list in the mind of cold weather. So you want to make sure you are very prepared, um, more prepared, I would even say than you know, a typical 60, 70 degree day. Not not the same type of risks as when we're hitting these super cold below freezing temperatures. So here are my winter tips. Uh, let someone know you are going for a ride and when they can expect you back. So typically with my husband and I on the weekends, 
we have Riker. It is too cold to take him with us. So one of us is biking, one of us is home. So we kind of have that going on. But make sure you do. So say you do not have to worry about the child care thing. Maybe even just text a friend like, hey, going for a bike ride. Um, you don't necessarily have to be like, hey, call 911 if you don't hear anything. But at least then someone like knows where you are. And then at the end of your ride can be like, that was so great. I rode for two hours and I rode for a hundred million miles and it was great. And my toes aren't even cold or whatever you want to say and check out my Strava and all that good stuff when you're done. Um, another precaution, uh, make sure everything is charged, especially as cold as it is. There's things that like I don't necessarily charge every ride. I know my system for the lights in the back of my bike, I have, I just have two and usually I have one blinking, one not. And I don't worry about it until I finish a ride and I see if one of them is dead. Cause I, cause knowing that I have them at two different settings, they've been charged at different times. They're probably not going to go off on me, but in the cold, I want to make sure that I'm visible. Snow is really funky. Um, for visibility. Um, it does help that most of my clothes are dark. So since the snow is light, it does help with visibility, but I rather have all of that all set. So just making sure everything is charged. I have um, electric gloves, which I highly recommend. They're fantastic, but I've been charging them every time. When we're like at like 20 degrees or higher, I usually do it every third ride, but I just, I don't want to be several miles away from the house and have really cold hands. It's going to make it a lot harder to get home. Not fun, not safe. So just making sure we have all those things charged. Um, also making sure you have the correct layers. It's possible to dress too warmly. In the summer, it's not such a big deal if you get really sweaty. In the winter, if you get sweaty, your clothes are going to be sweaty. And then that sweat, even though we have like all these sophisticated textiles to keep this, the cold or the sweat off you, it's still going to be sitting on you. And with that like outside layer being your like windbreaking layer, it's trapping it there. So trying to be as minimal as you can with still being warm is important. Um, I believe we talked about this previously on the podcast. I think Cole said if he's cold at the beginning, he knows he probably did right because then he'll warm up as his bike ride goes on. So just something to keep in mind with that. Um, I like to do a lot of layers because then if I did dress too warmly, it's very easy to shed one of those off instead of like only wearing layers of like my marmous clothes. I really can't do anything. So like for me, I won't even wear my like winter snow ski jacket unless it's below 25 because otherwise I don't really have a way to shed layers. And if I get too hot, I'm kind of stuck. Um, before you head out, give like an extra thorough quick check of your bike. So make sure those tires are good. I usually squeeze the front and the back tire. Again, check your lights, like make sure they're both on. Um, make sure that you have all the supplies for a flat tire or a chain brake. That's generally my standard of what I carry with me. 
Uh, honestly, as cold as it is, if either of those things happen, I am probably calling someone and getting into the nearest indoors option. But sometimes you're just far enough out that it's like you are you are in that situation. So it's better to be prepared and have enough that you can get yourself home or to the next warm place uh, to get a ride. Um, some things that I like to pack um, in just in the winter or even when it's starting to get cold is I like to pack an extra long sleeve, an extra balaclava, and extra gloves. Um, these are great even at the beginning when things are starting to cool down. There's so many times where we've done a ride and then on the way home, I'm like, oh man, I would have really liked to have sleeves on the way home. Whereas like during the bike ride, really didn't need them. But now on the way home after like hanging out for a little bit and then biking home, real cold. Um, this is also really nice if you ended up overdressing. Then you can take one of those sweaty layers or one or multiple of those sweaty layers off and put on a fresh layer closer to your skin so that you aren't having that like cold sweat giving you the chills in these cold temperatures. So it kind of helps both ways. Um, same idea with balaclava. I already probably have one on um, with this weather, but same deal. If it gets sweaty, I have another one. Or if it's really cold and I want to double up, I can. And same deal with the gloves. Same exact story. Gives me an extra layer Say my gloves um, aren't as warm as I was hoping. Now I have something else to put on underneath. Or if they got too sweaty, I have another pair of gloves. Probably not the most ideal because I usually keep just light ones. But it's better than nothing. And that can get you a lot further than not, nothing. So <laughs> there is that. Um, and just a last, last kind of way to end this here. Um, biking is not... In this time of year and these temperatures with this snow cover, it's not about getting like speed PRs. It is just about getting out there, having fun, enjoying the different challenge, um, learning how to navigate turns and different coverage of snow and ice. It's, it's about learning that and becoming a better biker more so than going the fastest. So keep that in mind. Safety is more important. Falling on hard ice is not fun. I mean, falling in general is not, but we don't really need to make decisions that is going to bring that closer and more likely to us. Um, and like, I know a lot of cyclists talk about like trying to carry as less weight as they can so they can go faster, but we're not worried about that. So pack the extra layers this is the time to not, not really worry about that. You can consider the extra weight, like helping you build strength or something or whatever you need, but safety, safety first, comfort first. We want to be able to go out the next day and have a good ride again. And so let's be prepared and be ready. So yeah, have fun. If you do have any questions, I have multiple spreadsheets that deal with the weather. So if anyone wants to see them, I'm happy to share them. But yeah, have fun. Um, and if being out in the cold is not your thing, enjoy biking inside or walking inside or whatever, whatever makes you happy. But let's let's just keep that safety in mind. So that's that's all I have tonight. So just a fun little short episode for you guys. Um, 
really excited to try our next beverages and talk about the next challenge that we have for everyone in the next episode. So with that, knit all the things. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on tap as Gravel Knits. Our website is gravelknits.com. You can email us at gravelnits at gmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash gravelnits. You can find Kelsey on Ravelry and Instagram as Bikes Brews Use and on Tapped as Kelsey J. You can find me, Caitlin, on Ravelry and Instagram as Caitlin and Lloyd and on Instagram as Caitlin Knits and Bikes. Please message us to let us know what you think of what you'd like us to talk about, and we'd love to hear what you think about the show. If you like the podcast, please share it with a friend. Gravel Knits believes everyone deserves to be included and loved, regardless of who you love, beliefs, color, size, your gender, or whatever else makes you you. Please keep in mind that we are human, and while we are trying to educate ourselves, there is always more to learn, and any critiques are deeply appreciated.